How would I describe Ryan Reeves' appetite? Uncanny. If they were to film that, they'd be able to sell it to the show when animals attack. Or Ripley's Believe It or Not. The guy is incredible. He breaks a sweat eating. That's how much effort and energy he puts into devouring a meal. And not just a meal. Let me tell you something. What he sets down at a dinner table at Bennigan's and eats could feed a family of four for a month. It's not possible for a human being to eat like that. At least I thought until I saw him. It's now become almost like a, an ongoing joke with Bill DeMott, who every time he looks over, he sees Ryan Reeves eating to the point we're in the airport and Ryan's eating a Rice Krispie treat. Bill tells him, goes, Ryan, if you eat that Rice Krispie treat, because he's just seen Ryan eat like a month's worth of groceries. And he's opened one up. He's about to eat it. And Bill says, if you put that in your mouth, I'm going to punch you. You're kidding, right? Oh, come on, Bill. Puts his mouth. Bill hits him in the face. Ryan gets up, and we watch him as he goes past on the moving sidewalk this way, then that way, then this way, and he's eating all the Rice Krispie treats in the bag as fast as he can before he, Bill gets up and chases him. We go to your shoot, and, of course, there are balance bars and Ritz bits and protein bars, and Ryan's got this look on his face, and he's got his hands in his front of his pockets and his sweatshirt pockets, and Bill goes, what do you have in your pockets? Oh, nothing, Bill. He pulls out one protein bar. Bill goes, what's in the other pocket? Reaches in. A whole handful. And Bill's like, put him back. And he's like a little kid. He's like, do I have to? Put him back. He goes, all right. So he puts him back. 15 minutes later, Ryan, what do you got in your pockets? Again, reaches in. Two protein bars. What do you got in the other pocket? Bill. What do you got in the pocket? And he pulls it out. It's like a little kid. He's gotten caught again with his hand in the cookie jar. But instead of one cookie, he's got 25. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 35, Payback 2016 edition. I am the creator of the FullNelsonPress.com. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at JohnnyJonny underscore Tango. I'm here with the man who suggested the PG rating to Vince McMahon, Peter O'Brien. You can also find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the FullNelsonPress.com on Twitter at TFNP. Why would I be the one that says we need PG? Hey, you want to clean things up. Yeah, I do. We do. Things are sloppy. You know what? A lot of blood's out there. It's crazy. You got to fix it. You know, we got kids. We got kids. <laughs> we got kids. And you know what? They don't pay for anything, so we need to go to PG. I'm doing great. I'm ready to talk payback. And can I be? I'll, I'll start off. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mr. MVP himself has to say that this was probably one of the best pay-per-views i have seen in recent months you know what was uh really weird about this one is it was really kind of all about the wrestling uh really solid wrestling with no gimmicks assigned to except for two matches and we'll get to that uh no backstage not a lot of uh like like shenanigans backstage and then the main event really felt like an attitude match like a match between rock and stone cold uh with vince mcmahon interfering all the time is it scary to say 
that maybe Vince saw NXT Dallas and realized, wow, we really missed the boat. Triple H nailed that. So the recent episode of Botchamania, I, I shared it on your wall. So I loved it. You could really tell the heartbreak in Triple H. And I think something did change the night that they got booed out of WrestleMania. It's never happened that way before. And the other times they could just blame it on Daniel Bryan hype and that things are out of their control. This time, this was all on creative. Creative definitely ruined WrestleMania, but you know what? And I don't even think creative had a lot to go behind payback. I think Triple H is starting to drive a lot more what should be in Monday Night Raw. And you know what? William Regal can handle NXT and keep it going. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's we'll just get hey, Matt Bloom too. Give it him. Why not? <laughs> oh, I love Matt Bloom. <laughs> I know. He's such a teddy bear. I love freaking Prince Albert who pre- pierced his penis and now he's an Asian warrior who is now a trainer. Like, it's perfect. He just wakes up and just looks at his body and just regrets some of the decisions he's done to it. Like, I shouldn't have gotten that piercing. I shouldn't have gotten that tattoo. <laughs> I really miss my chest hair and or back or shoulder hair. <laughs> All right, back to the pay-per-view. Start with the kickoff show. First, we go to the panel with Renee Young, Booker T, The King, and Corey Graves. Uh, The only real highlight from this was uh, uh, Lawler talking about how he didn't want to pay child support. Right? Then plugs his own restaurant immediately afterwards. (laughs) Does his restaurant hang all of his stupid card shirts up on the wall? Like, that's the king of the hearts. That's Jerry Lawler's shirt right there. Anyways, what do you need? We uh, have chicken wings and or fries. <laughs> Everything's deep fried. The man who had a heart attack two years ago has to deep fry <laughs> everything. <laughs> you want a napkin? They're deep fried. They're 350 The most messed up thing about it, not a single jar of JR's barbecue sauce is probably in that restaurant. I know, and that's bull****. You know what? Hey, bet- that's bullschlick. Oh, yeah, folks. We're going to try a new little... I already messed up, didn't I? You already messed up. It's okay, though, but we're going to try to clean it up a little bit so you can listen to us in your work cubicle, because we know there is a lot of you guys sitting in your cubicle just going like, man, I really wish I could listen to wrestling, but Pete's so loud, his voice carries all the way to the boss's office. Right, right. And you know, the cubicle neighbor of yours, the local Denise, she's just gabbing away and talking about how you like to say all those farting and butt jokes about wrestling, so we're going to tone it down. So instead of the S word, we're going to say things like poop, uh, dingleberry. God, you're really um, not helping this. Let's just I'm move just on. Saying, no, I'm no. All right. Let's okay. go to the first match of the night. Forget Woo! this. Uh, Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, <laughs> Baron Corbin, your pants look like poop. Yeah, that was a weird <laughs> Good start. Good start. I'll, I'll say this. I like how Baron Corbin got brought up. I hate that he lost this match. Also, very awkward for Andre the Giant to look over this whole match and watch him lose. Why that's, Why was the statue out? I, I don't know, but we can let it go. We know he won it. That, Baron Corbin's not bad, but let me tell you this. From what he was in NXT being the low wolf to people counting down how quick his matches were to them booing him because he was just that guy to them like actually embracing the fact like, oh, he's a heel, but we he's actually decent in the ring. To him evolving, I, I give Baron Corbin props. And for him to start off with Dolph Ziggler well, shows a lot of trust because Ziggler... No, it doesn't. It, what, what do you mean? Why not? Tyler Breeze's first opponent, first feud right out of the out of NXT was, it was Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, okay, but let's say this. Creative, you really fudge that one up. They're going to fudge everything up. Yeah, give them both some time in the ring to just say why they hate each other. Exactly. 
So the match happened. Dolph wins with a roll-up, and, and yeah. Baron Corbin's pissed, so that just means Extreme Rules, these two are probably going to get another match. It kind of just feels like the theme for the whole night. That's the problem with all these pay-per-views every month. Yeah. Is you feel like you're always building towards the one that you know is the bigger one. Extreme Rules is bigger than Payback. Everyone well, not even that, man. We're already building to SummerSlam. Like, we're just repeating everything we just did to the road to WrestleMania, but now with SummerSlam. Like, you know that match you really want, you're not going to get it until August. Yeah, basically. So, this match happens, and luckily, now, I won't lie, folks. I won't. I didn't see all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and had to watch it because I was like, I missed Corbin and Ziggler. They got bumped to the pre-show. And when you show up, they're like, yeah, Baron Corbin already won. I'm like, what? Because <laughs> there was a guy wearing a Baron Corbin shirt in this new house party I went to. I went to a new house party. You just like mingle and, and like Sunday nights, you look for places that have cars because no one else celebrates things on Sunday nights. I feel like that's true because really, what are Sunday nights? Yeah. Game of Thrones and WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Right? That's true. Exactly. My buddy who comes over, he's like, you know what? I got this new posse of guys you should hang out with. They're hilarious. So you are done with the Undertaker guy. No. Undertaker guy and I are still buds. Okay. But this guy, as we're walking in, they play the Undertaker theme song. I just yell, get his old music off. <laughs> and they go, that must be Pete, huh? <laughs> You're like, I have Pete on the guy for the full notes of press. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, I'm just kidding. And they were like laughing. Like, I'm like, guys, you you realize The Undertaker sucks, right? And they all just go, yeah, we heard you're not a big fan. <laughs> the one guy goes, you're wearing a Dolph Ziggler shirt. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm wearing a Ziggler shirt. And he goes, we might have beef. I like Corbin. I don't really care. I like Corbin, too. I just, I wore the Balor Club shirt at WrestleMania. I can't wear back-to-back shirts. I only have one wrestling shirt, and it's the white CM Punk shirt, so I wear it every pay-per-view. You need to get more, dude. I know. See, my collection's up to Ziggler, the all-American American. Why is that a shirt that you even have? We the People shirt. Don't even try to say that's a stupid shirt. Okay, but yeah, you didn't open with the We the People shirt. You opened with the all-American American shirt. Then you got CM Punk in the chapel, the that CM yeah. Punk shirt where he's standing there. I got Balor, and I got the Balor Club shirt. So that's what I got. All right. Next one up, Sasha Banks. We go right into the match, though, with Kalisto versus Ryback. Pre-show stopper belt. Yeah. Enough said. <laughs> that was so good. Right when you saw that, oh, Ryback's not happy about something. And then he mocks Chicago by doing CM Punk's entrance. Yep. Bravo, sir. I am so I this is the Ryback I wanted. The big guy jerk doesn't care. Yeah. That's who Ryback should have been this whole time. No, absolutely. So he starts the match with trying to shake the hands of Kalisto and then immediately kills him with a clothesline and it just perfects that whole opening for him. And by the way, that was Ryback's like best match. Why was that not the match we got at WrestleMania? I, I have no idea. If that was the match I would have been at WrestleMania, I would have been completely satisfied. Yeah. It was so good. It was so crisp. They knew what they were doing. There was just so many positives about that match. Uh, Kalisto does like a DDT off of the ropes while Ryback is on the apron, and then uh, Ryback lands on his shoulder hard. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Ryback does this uh, super gorilla press uh, and just throws Kalisto. Loved it. Uh, he then gets on the top ropes, tries to do some move and misses it. Uh, Kalisto takes advantage. He then does the Selena Del Gomez and wins and retains the U.S. title. This is sort of a precursor to payback. Good matches, but did you feel that some of the finishes were sort of like, ugh? Yeah. Yeah, okay. there, there was a lot of matches that were just like, and that's the finish. <laughs> and, and not just the kickoff show. This kind of just goes to the theme. Uh, before let's move on, though, let's let's talk about Ryback. Oh, yeah, we might as well, because... We're never going to talk to him about him again. Yeah, because we don't cover TNA. Ryback has been indefinitely pulled from WWE programming. The initial story is that there's a situation between his contract dispute. Uh, early word is that Ryback himself has asked to be pulled off of television. Uh, the report states that this uh, that his contract is uh, set to expire this summer, so it's unclear if they'll actually use him or just let him, you know, bad news bear it this thing out. He then later posted something full of grammar and spelling errors, just talking about his situation and really just wanting more money. I sort of sat there, and he's like, it's fake. We know it's fake. Talent should be paid evenly. Now, me, sort of, I get that because, like, Seth Rollins will make a lot more money in merchandise than Ryback. Yes. So there's his bonus. But it should be based on TV, like, airtime. I think, and and we don't know the specifics, but I, I think it's... Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I think it's how it goes, and I could be wrong. Who cares? We'll, we'll just go with this. I think it's you get an amount of money for TV time. You get the same amount of money as whatever your contract is of the same kind of rate. So let's just say Xavier Woods and Ryback are both on the same pay scale for some reason. They both are in the same match for the same length. They both get the same amount of pay. But because so-and-so wins, there's a bonus. If that is a title match, there's another bonus on top of that if it is a pay-per-view that is a bigger tv time and a bigger bonus you're going to get i think the biggest problem here is the people who are willing to put over talent aren't getting those win bonuses and i think that was a big thing as he wants see now that i don't think him saying that is that terrible no but coming out and saying wrestling's fake now that's where you look like an idiot you shouldn't get a bonus for winning a match in wwe i i, I mean i might get hate for this you know, we all know wrestling's fake. We know it's a show. We know it's like um like a story being told. Right. You shouldn't get like, oh, you won, you get a bonus. It's like, no, you told him to win, so you get a bonus. That's not right. It should be like the spot of where it's at and how much money you're like that spot's bringing in, you know, or something like that. Skip Sheffield is going back to TNA. Going back to TNA, I think he's going to be debuting on TNA soon. I think there's a gray area here because I, I agree with you, but then you also have, look at, like, Tyler Breeze. I, if you read some of his replies to some of the people who call him a jobber and say he's on Superstars this week or main event or whatever the hell it is, the man's just like, I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid to do this. And I guess it is the nature of the business, and you know that going into this is this is the pay grade that you have to work with. And I get his frustration where you have people like Cesaro who had one of the biggest Cesaro sections I seen uh in this and the payback pay-per-view and he's still not getting any w's from any of it but he's making his money though true but and then again it comes through he's not winning but he's motivated and the guy is continuing to try to do whatever he can so that way he can at least get over with it ryback he has a he had a horrible debut he went against cm punk one of the people who was like the top over guy and then he had to go out against cena when everyone was trying to portray him as the next john cena and then he had that horrible gimmick with uh paul Heyman, and he just got thrown thrown through the mud well do you remember his black eye because apparently he got in brock lesnar's face like it's not all smooth sailing with mr skip sheffield i'm no longer calling him right back it's over 
Skip had his moments, and it could be poor writing. It could be he just doesn't know how to, like, interact. But from where his last match was good. Uh, but there were times, like, he had that WrestleMania match he had a couple of years ago where he took on Mark Henry. And I was genuinely excited about this match because I thought this would have been a match that would have been awesome to put Ryback over, would have been able to pick up Mark Henry a couple of times and kind of throw him, throw him around and kind of start this push for Ryback. Instead, it was a lackluster match, and they put Mark Henry over. It just sucks because I understand where he's coming from because I think he has the same frustration we do as fans. Yeah. I think he's just doing it the wrong way. I think if I was a creative, I would have sat there, walked in, and I'd be like, hey, guys, what do you have for Ryback? Well, you know what we're going to do? And I'd take it and rip it up. And I'd be like, here's <laughs> what we're going to do. Shut up, all you. You're terrible. Right. Ryback is the big guy. We can run with that. He is that cocky, like, almost like a jock from, like, the 80s, wearing a leather coat, just being like, hey, Ryback, why don't you get on my face? Oh, you think? And, like, slam someone into, like, a wall. Or, like, go out there and kick ass, wipe your hands, and just be like, I'm done. Yeah. That's the Ryback people would have been completely happy with, and I guarantee you he could have gotten, like, more over. I would have had him in the social outcast of being their muscle and actually given them more of a push for being like, oh, they'd sit there and run their mouth, and then Ryback could come out and just push them and, like, beat everyone up, and they'll be right. like, Oh, yeah, Ryback beat you in your face. He's going to go to TNA and get the title. Already fighting over the trademark. Yeah, he's already because he wants out. Yeah, he already wants the big guy trademark. Yeah, you can already tell he's going to TNA. And by the way, he can fight in front of the 45 fans that go to that live. Drew Gallows is the title holder. Hopefully he's still getting checks. So have fun, Skip. Bye-bye. You had a good last match. Pre-show stopper. Out. So payback? Woo! I don't even have to ask for WWE to give me my money back. Let's go. All right. So already we start off with the new day coming out. They come out. They decide to have ringside seats. They run an all right promo. Uh, Xavier Woods wants Beyonce, but Xavier Woods, didn't you miss Hell in the Cell last year for your own wedding? Right. I don't get that. Xavier Woods, you're so cool. I have no, this isn't me being disrespectful to you. I love up, up, down, down. You need to stop wrestling. No, 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 no. no. Just, wait, just wait. He's very good. Like, I'm not telling him to, like, oh, no, eat chips and turn into Paul Heyman and get wide. I'm saying, like, you need to stop wrestling. Just stay in shape and take bumps randomly. But you're the manager. You know you're the manager. And he can make a killing being a manager and or a voice box. He's not going to make a killing in the ring anymore. We're getting into this new faction era, which I'm really liking. He's the perfect uh, wingman for the New Day. Like, he can do both. He can be the manager, and he can be in the ring if he needs to. Don't don't take that away from the awesomeness that is Xavier Woods. I'm not taking anything away. I like the faction, but keep the man. He can be a manager that gets involved, but he should not be walking around with the belt on because he didn't win it. Kofi and Big E did. You're a manager, dude. Him having the title and, and trying to be cocky is just like, you know, Heenan or, or uh, Hart or any of those managers that were would walk with the belt or, or yell or any of that stuff. I, 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 he's perfect. I don't, I don't understand what your problem is with Xavier Woods, Pete. I don't have a problem with Xavier Woods, but, like, I think it's pointless. Like, the only problem I have with the New Day title is the fact that he comes out with the belt once in a while. He didn't win it. And then he, sometimes he wrestles, like, with Kofi, and it's Kofi and Xavier versus somebody. And it's like, dude. He has defended it. You are so good. 
I like him as a manager, and I think he is so good as a manager. My dream, one of my dreams, like, would be to be a manager of some dude who can't talk, and that's what Xavier's doing for Kofi and Big E. Who would you manage right now? Right now, who would I manage? Either Baron Corbin or Sasha Banks. And how would you manage, like, what would your gimmick be? Oh, Baron Corbin, I'd just be like, you really want a piece of him? Where Sasha Banks, I'd walk out and be like, ladies and gentlemen, I am Sasha Banks' publicist. I want the photos. You can only do it until she gets to the ring. After that, we need to focus on the match. No more photos after that. I'm serious. I have a legal document. Like, do something like that. Like, I would make her heal for sure. I think I would be Kevin Owens' manager, and my gimmick would be the anonymous GM. So I would send him <laughs> emails <laughs> and just see him destroy a computer every week. That'd be great. All right. So, <laughs> so New Day. New Day also is eating pizza, by the way. Yes. They have beanbag chairs. Odeo chairs. Enzo and Cass comes out. Enzo drops his mic. I didn't know if that was part of his slick or if he actually dropped it, but I think he dropped it. Oh, he no, he dropped it. Okay. He dropped it, but who cares? It's right. Enzo. It's Enzo. Enzo. Enzo right now is easily the best talker in the WWE. Absolutely. He was the best talker in the WWE at NXT. He is now proving even more why he is the best talker. Did you hear how he got hired? No. Enzo Amore went to the training center and just kept spitting promos like crazy until finally someone's like, oh, my God, this guy can talk. <laughs> and then he trained. Wow. Yeah, that's basically how he got his job. That's awesome. Which is perfect. Like, Enzo and Cass are going to be linked together forever. Yes. They will never break them up. I see this as, oh, okay, I see this kind of like um, Edge and Christian, where they yep. both, I think, could easily have single debuts. When they're later on. Yes, and they and they can easily, at any time, rekindle that tag team. Right to the match. First of all... Enzo killed it on the mic again. Cast did fine. Yeah. I love the Vaude villains. I do, and I was so stoked for this match. I was even talking to my buddy. I'm like, I can't wait to see a whirling dervish. It didn't happen. Oh, my <laughs> God. When, I, what happened was, if you watch the video slower. I don't know how you could not see the footage. Like, they showed it so many times. It, right? Like, the NFL, even, they were like, all right, guys, cut. cut, cut. <laughs> we, they made a movie about us. You better cut that. It looked like he wanted to jump in between the ropes, but then decided against it. It was too close. That's what I'm saying. It looks like he, I'm going to jump and I'm not going to make it. And then his arm got hung up and snapped and basically knocked him out. Yeah. He hit that hard. Like Enzo, when he's in the ring, runs. Like he goes fast and he sells moves. He sells them really good. Sold that one really well. Yeah. You know, but like right when it happened, Kaz ran over and you could tell like you're just like, I sat there and I was like, that looked really nasty. You know who did recover pretty well there was uh, Simon Gotch. Trying to pick him up. But he's like, oh, shit, he's dead. And then gets up and then stands up and just starts yelling at the crowd. He's like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Uh, I guess we should say in case this is how everyone gets the wrestling news, which it shouldn't be. Enzo gets thrown <laughs> into the ropes and hits the second rope face first and just gets knocked out cold. Slips underneath the ring like he's just a bunch of Play-Doh and then just lays there. But I saw the ref put, throw the X up. I'm like, that's over. That sucks. I had to go on a family retreat thing this weekend. So I watched this Monday morning. And thank God I did because I don't think I would have been able to enjoy any of this show without knowing if Enzo was okay or not. Because that looked bad. It, it did. Like, when we watched it live, I was like, holy doo-doo. 
it sucks that that match got shortchanged because that was one of my most anticipated matches of the night. But I knew the Vaught villains were probably going to pull that out anyways because WWE still will not pull the trigger on a face versus face. They won't. The original plan was to have the Dudley Boys interfere in some way and cost the match for end zone cast. Which is dumb because no one wants to see. By the way, did Devon just quit working out? <laughs> I think because he's like, well, I'm now working twice a week. I might as well just stop working out and just have that as my regimen. I feel like he's only eating cold cuts. <laughs> just smell like pickles, Devon. Bummer news about Enzo, but he is good. Yeah, he's fine. Good. I'm glad he's fine. I knew he got a concussion. Let him sit. I, you know what? I don't hate the Vaude villains at all. This is just going to give them heat because that's just the nature of the beast. Oh, yeah. They'll just ride this injury like it was them that did it, which is perfect. Uh, Enzo's okay, so might as well use it. Since we don't do the Raw like afterwards, Simon Gotch calling out Enzo and Cass and him and like Aiden English. They poked the Bears so good to make them more heels. I'm like, good. There is this sub-rivalry between Aiden English and Big Cass. Like, have you noticed that throughout their NXT career it just kind of seemed like those two were always in a match together and there was always something going on between the two and i like that you know they had a sing-off right yeah i watched the sing-off it was so good though like and then you sat there and looked at Cass, and you're like oh Cass can be on his own yeah if he really needs to the, these past couple weeks i wasn't i just was like what happened to Cass? i maybe he just wasn't comfortable Pay, payback still just felt like he was uncomfortable following that on monday night when he came out there by himself he was smooth talking man like i don't know what it was but something just jump started him and he was right back to the cast that i saw on nxt really yeah i like it i do and you know what's funny enzo mori made money being in a wheelchair in nxt it was fine <laughs> you know even if enzo can't wrestle right now that's why i was surprised he didn't come out the following night when his music hit i thought he could at least talk no you see how much his head moves oh that's true <laughs> What do you what do you give that what do you give that match right there? What would I give that match? Even with it, do you do like an? I'm inc- not rating that match. It wasn't a match. Yeah, well, you know what? We had a terrible ref running it. I would have said like, keep going and pin him. <laughs> Balls count anywhere. Enzo is out. Cass just grabs his arm and totally like weekend at Bernie's him and tags himself in. Next match, I don't know, man. It was it was Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, but like everything that happened with Enzo, I think kind of just overshadowed the beginning of this match for a little bit. Yeah. I was stoked, and no two better competitors and performers could have come out after that terrible debacle. Yes. Thank God, these two. And let me tell you, they they I, they brought a roof, tore it down. I don't know. They built the roof, and then they, they tore it down. Let's just say they that. They definitely did. The only thing I would uh, complain about this match was Michael Cole not being able to call it. Michael Cole, you are the worst. I will literally call you out. And if you think I'm afraid and you can call me out on your little podcast, I will go face-to-face with you easily. You have literally lost interest in the WWE. You don't care what's happening. You care more about the network, and you don't watch the match. That's why people hate you. What you're doing now is just boring. I hate you. You suck. Get Marco up there right now. Yes, even though Marco did call Baron Corvin Byron Corvin during the kickoff yep. show, I'll forgive him just this once. Everybody gets one. Don't try to tell me those kickoff shows weren't great because of his voice. Oh, yeah, that was great. And even when he did say it, he did correct himself right away. The dude is well-versed in wrestling. Michael Cole literally is just getting a check. You suck. I would love to have your job. You don't love to have it anymore. 
I'm serious. I know. Uh, let's get back to the, to the actual match. I didn't want to derail you too far from that. Sorry, I'm uh, sorry. It's all right. It's all right. The match, there were some big spots all over this. It, it's Ooh. so cool because these guys are, you could tell how how much of friends they are by how much they hate each other in the ring. And that's just, that's great. That's great wrestling. Uh, at one point, we see oh, the ref asks Owens and Sami Zayn if they're okay. And, and Owen tells the ref to shut up and you just lay it. Yes. <laughs> And this is what I always said about Kevin Owens. He is the best heel in the WWE right now. He is so good. He is so good at calling everybody out. That's what makes him great. This is where we get another Kevin Owens show. Because after this, Kevin Owens just kind of steals a lot of the show. Uh, he wins the match with a pop-up powerbomb. Uh, then he decides to just beat the hell out of Zayn. Starts kicking him out. And then demands Byron Saxon to get into the ring. Some good banter between them. And then he just decides he's going to be in commentary the next match. Well, let's think about this, though, too. One, don't take anything away from Sami Zayn. That dude's a stud. Two, Enzo getting hurt. They had to fill time. They, they looked at Kevin and they're like, hey, can you do something after your match to like kill time yeah you want me to be a dick he goes fire get in here ask me about beating sammy ask me about ask me about beating sammy now do you think the rivalry is finally over between you and sammy Zayn? that's not what i told you to ask but fine i did it i beat sammy Zayn. you saw it you all saw it question that people have been asking about us for 14 years i beat sammy zane kevin owens is the better man i loved it yeah <laughs> byron's like oh, oh, oh. i was happy that owens won this because honestly i think sammy zane should win on a better storyline than this like make it mean something make it for like the title or something like that but uh I was very happy with Owens winning this. Nothing against Sami Zayn. Another thing with this match, uh, other than there just being some big spots between each other, there was nothing, I wouldn't say, too memorable about this match. To me, there's nothing, like, it was a great match, and, like, yeah. people are going, like, oh, this was the match of the year. It's just, like, the people who are saying this is the match of the year did not watch NXT. No, they don't have the network. That, like, the well, no, they probably have the network. They're just like, no, I'm not going to watch that. That's peewee. But the thing is, like, that's where they're coming from. I don't hate the match. I thought it was great, but I'm not going to say the match of the year because I saw a better one of those two in NXT. I completely agree. Next, we have the Intercontinental Championship match, The Miz with Maurice versus Cesaro. This match was okay. The only thing that really made this match, th this was the exact opposite of, of the previous uh, match because the match was so-so, but the commentary was golden because it was Owens just verbally abusing Byron Saxton and JBL laughing, which is the only thing he's really good at. No, you can't take away anything from the match because the match was fine. Miz is still the most underrated like wrestler, I think, on the card. I think no one gives him props, but yet that dude can sell a move, he can talk. Now he's got Maurice, which makes you hate him more. Uh, like Miz is good, and I knew it right when he said I'm going to sit here and commentate. I'm like, we're, we're setting up a fatal four-way. Like, easily. And I am so fine with that. Because Cesaro, Owens, and Zayn can put on a sick match. And then Miz in there doing all of his weasel ways. Yeah. And it, it will work so good. This match, I knew it was, was going to be incomplete. I knew it wasn't going to happen. The one thing I do like about the Miz is he may not have, like, the best, like, moves. And I don't want this to come out the wrong way. But he may not be the most talented wrestler of the ring. 
but he makes up with it with his his heel tactics and just his charisma and his character. And I think you're right. Having those three technical wrestlers in there at the same time and then putting the Miz in there and giving that drama will help that match just be entertaining. And you know what though? The Miz is not terrible. Is not completely terrible in the ring. No, I, that's I wasn't a knock towards him. But <laughs> Owen, Zayn, and Cesaro are fifty times better. Absolutely, but he does make up with it with other abilities, which is nice. Oh yeah, the Miz can out talk Zayn and Cesaro easily. He can't out talk Owens, but he can out talk the other. But at least he can keep up with Owens, and that's something that you do not see in the locker room today. You either have people who are incredibly good on the mic, people who are trying, and hopefully soon will be be there and then you have roman reigns so then you got owens killing it on the mic and then out of nowhere you hear the and what do you know Sami Zayn just starts attacking kevin owens the problem with this is it it was cool but the camera focused on that while cesaro and miz are still wrestling wouldn't it have been awesome though if cesaro like pinned him and they got the one two three and we didn't even see the whole thing oh that would have been so good but of course not. Owens and Sami Zayn just continue to brawl outside the ring, and then they end up going into the ring, uh, interrupting and ending the match. All four members now are just beating the hell out of each other. This ends with Owens clearing the ring and then just holding the IC title up, which is just setting up an awesome Fatal 4-Way. You know what I like? Hmm. Is that the IC title means something. Where's that U.S. title, man? Last three defenses have been on the pre-show. Exactly. And you know what? It's kind of BS that it is, but I also think it's BS. The way they handle it is it's stupid. Cena made the U.S. title cool. And then he leaves and then they just quit writing for it. Why isn't the U.S. title a constant like hardcore title? It was a television title. Exactly. Yeah. So the IC title, though, you have stars going after the IC title. There is nothing wrong with stars going at the the IC title because the IC title should be just as good as the championship in match-wise. It should be treated like the World Heavyweight title was. Yeah. And I think when you give it that prestige, like it has now, there's actually a reason all these uh, these wrestlers want this belt, and you believe that. It's exciting to see where they're going with the IC title. If these four wrestlers kind of just cycle in and out through this with this IC title run – I, I would be perfectly okay with that. Yep, I'm I am completely fine with it. And then when you get Neville back, he can be plugged into that too. Nope, nope, nope. They'll put him against Kalisto for the U.S. title on the pre-show. And which is dumb. Yep. Because Neville is just as good a talent as everyone else. Neville needs a manager. You know what's scary is if they put like a secondary singles title in NXT, it would already be more uh, popular than the U.S. title. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, after a commercial break, we see Apollo Crews kissing Stephanie McMahon's ass. I don't understand why this was a segment backstage, why Apollo Crews was talk- talking to Stephanie. I don't know why Apollo Crews is on the main roster. I think he's lost. Honestly, I think he could have just been actually asking for directions there. He's like, where's NXT? <laughs> She's like, uh, right down there. Uh, just take a left to the locker room and just go right in there. And we'll call you when you're ready. She was He was dressed up and everything. He had trunks on, a shirt on. Yeah. And it's like, why? You're not wrestling. No one cares. I'm sorry. I like Apollo Crews, but he got called up way too early. Did you just see that whole segment? Like, he's like, all right, guys, I'm all dressed up. What do you guys need me to do? Who am I wrestling tonight? They're like, oh, we just need you to do, like, a backstage segment. Uh, really? Um, what, what are my lines? Oh, you don't have any lines. We're just going to, like, put music over you and Stephanie McMahon talking. And he just looks over. There's Dolph Ziggler. He's just like, welcome to the main event roster. <laughs> do you realize he had more pyros? In NXT than he does in the main roster. Uh, the main roster's on a budget. 
He would come out in NXT and go like, those little steam shooters would shoot up from the floor right. in NXT, right? So he does it in Raw, and it's just like... It's not the same. And Raw's like, we can't afford steam shooters. What, is he crazy? <laughs> Just go to the ring, you weirdo. Comes out with a fire extinguisher and both hands when he doesn't. And some guy comes out with, like, a headset, and he, like, he, like, rolls it out to him. He's like, Apollo, shoot that. God, we're so good at creative. <laughs> Speaking of creative, here's for the match that I completely forgot was happening tonight. Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho. Here's the way I look at this. WWE missed the boat by not doing this for WrestleMania. Yeah, they should have put Styles in that uh, ladder match. Yep, and it would have been fine. They totally didn't even touch on this this ongoing feud between these two. I mean, they kind of just like, oh, these two have kind of hated each other, but they didn't go any further than that. Uh, first of all, Jericho, your tights were a little too tight this week. Uh, I, I don't know if that was a thing that was planned, but it's just one size bigger. Yeah, Jericho, sometimes... You just got to realize that you got to wear a little more clothes when you get older. <laughs> Did you see how he got cut open? Yeah. He ran face first into the same rope that knocked out Enzo Amore. <laughs> and he, he's like, this rope's got a shift. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Jericho, he countered everything to the walls of Jericho, but Dean ends up actually getting a win at a pay-per-view. We're all happy. Yeah, that's time. Finally, he gets the dirty deeds and uh, then get, pins him. Jericho ends up throwing a fit outside, and at this point, I thought Owens and Sami Zayn would have showed up again, and then we would have made this into a whole bigger match. But that didn't happen. Yeah, it just uh, it happened. I don't know. Like I said, it should have been at WrestleMania. Yeah, this match just—I mean, congratulations for Dean. But where does this go other than probably Extreme Rules? Another Dean Ambrose Chris Jericho match. Yep. So after our third tap out commercial of the night we get to see now that sasha banks is now doing the same thing that apollo cruz was doing but it said she's talking to shane mcmahon yeah what a slap in the face for her that is dumb yeah same thing with apollo cruz hey we want you to uh get all up in your trunks uh come out to the backstage we're gonna have you pretend talk to somebody and then you can go home we'll see you monday oh i'm so mad i was more mad about the sasha banks one apollo cruz i was like that makes sense because well, he he might have gotten lost getting out of the Like, Sasha Banks is too big right now. She's too big, and they're just not capitalizing on it because Natalia needs to get a chance at the new women's belt. Speaking of which, it is now Charlotte with Ric Flair versus, versus Natalia with Bret Hart, kinda. The match is good. Leave the old dudes out of it. Quit, like, shafting Natalia. She's not a bad wrestler. You didn't need Brett out there, and you don't need Rick. Yeah. That's the thing. You're you're so close to just finally figuring out what the women's revolution is, and you can tell creative isn't confident enough in letting these women go out by themselves and perform because that's why they bring out the like the old superstars. Right. That's what they're doing. It's It's a slap in their face. If I was Charlotte, I'd be like, this is dumb. Yeah. Get, get him out of here. I don't need him. And then if I was Natalia, I'd be like, Brett hates everyone here. He does. Wouldn't it have been hilarious if Brett would have got like a phone call, like walked out. He's like, I really, really, really don't like this place. 
I, I got to go. I don't have a good reception. Uh, the match, though, the theme, though, is Charlotte concentrates on uh, Natty's legs while Natty concentrates on Bret Hart. This was just dumb. Ooh. The part where Natty just uh, puts uh, Charlotte into the sharpshooter, but before she actually locks it in, she looks over at Bret Hart, who's not even looking at her, and just nods like, I'm doing this yeah. for you. This was a dumb match. Yep. Sasha Banks would be in that spot. Or Emma or Becky Lynch. They they do the whole Montreal screw job all over again. Oh, that was well, like you knew something was gonna happen because Michael Cole called him Little Nate. There was no logic to this with the Montreal screw job. The point was that Vince McMahon just did not want Bret Hart to walk out as champion. There was no one backstage that I could think of that was like, hmm. Charlotte needs to win tonight. This just felt like you were grasping at straws. Like, this was just so cringeworthy. I am so glad that I didn't watch this with the non-wrestling fan in the room, because I would have asked them to leave. Like, I'm like, can you, yeah. can you watch out, walk out, and I'll tell you when the next match is? Because this was, this was just so bad. It was so brutal. I hated that whole finish. I hated, like, again, to continue with, like, sort of, like, just random finishes. This was another one. And I don't want to watch Bret Hart put Ric Flair in a sharpshooter anymore. Am I the minority that I don't want to watch Bret Hart and Ric Flair wrestle anymore? They're old. Am I in the minority that I wish that uh, Bret Hart wouldn't have been able to take that final step to lock in the uh, sharpshooter? That would have been so good. I was waiting for Pachamania to jump on that. Let's move on, though. Vince McMahon decides to come out. Uh, he's going to decide on who is going to be in charge of Monday Night Raw. At any point, can Teddy Long come out and be like, I'll take SmackDown. I, I will take SmackDown. Holla, holla, player. Can Teddy Long just come out and be like, we're going to have a triple threat match? It's a tag team match. Well, I was going to say a tag team, but I'm like, there's only three of them. Uh, throw Linda in there. I spaced out so hard during this segment i don't know what the hell they said to each other well i will give you the overview of it uh vince mcmahon praises stephanie mcmahon stephanie mcmahon comes out and takes credit for all the debuts that have happened the last year and the wwe network good for her shane then comes out panders to the crowd and then he talks about all the nxt people that have come out because of him even though i can distinctly remember through the entire history of nxt not seeing shane mcmahon on it at all nor seeing anything backstage showing how he was the one putting him into his WrestleMania entrances and putting over NXT talent like a certain other CEO that we are not seeing on television right now. Right. Then Vince McMahon decides to give both of them Raw. Yay! This was 30 minutes of just... It was a 30-minute reach-around. That's what this was. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely was. It was so bad. This took way too long. Everything about it took too long. The talking took too long. Vince you kind of suck. Like, you are not, you shouldn't be in public anymore. So here's me fantasy booking this thing. Let's, let's completely wipe this 30 minutes off and let's turn it into a five-minute segment. That five-minute segment turns into Vince McMahon coming out and saying, forget it, it belongs to Stephanie McMahon. She did all this stuff with the network, helped out with the NXT, this is perfect. The next night on Monday Night Raw, we should have seen Shane McMahon buying TNA. I know a lot of people have been saying it, but this is the perfect time. I cannot deny how perfect of a time this is. The only reason that the original Invasion didn't work with WCW and ECW is because you had all the talent that still wanted the job. No offense to people like Booker T, because he was the best talent that they got out of that whole thing. 
uh, but you had no one else with big names to actually show that big WCW and ECW versus WWE. Right now with TNA, you have AJ Styles, Eric Young, Austin Aries, Samoa Joe. You could take all them, put them back into TNA, and and then when this whole thing is over, they're back on WWE's payroll like they were in the first place. This is the perfect time to do that. You would put over all that talent, and when it's all done, bring them back to NXT in four months if you have to, and after that's all done, redo their characters and put them back onto the main roster. This is the perfect time to do that. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. I have nothing else to say. Good job. Side note, TNA reportedly owes Bobby Roode and Eric Young $100,000 combined. Well, don't worry. They got Skip Sheffield coming, so they'll be fine. <laughs> I hope he comes out to, like, the cult of personality or something like that. It'd be awesome. That would be so good. Next! AJ Styles versus the champion Roman Reigns. This is for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. This was just like a regular attitude match. The match starts pretty good. Uh, they kind of just go back and forth with some spots. AJ Styles does a really cool uh, springboard. He does this, his phenomenal forearm uh, and breaks the commentary tables on Roman Reigns, but then can't get Roman in, so he slides in and it becomes a countout. Am I wrong here? If AJ Styles would have just ran, rolled in, and then rolled back out, that would have just restarted the count. You know what? Some of these refs don't know what the rules are. And I'm sorry, if you knock a person out cold outside of the ring, you did it, you won. <laughs> WWE, you you have to fix that rule. It doesn't make sense. It's a W, but you don't win the belt. I'm sorry. That's stupid. That's like saying, I ran off this dude who is in second place at NASCAR. I ran him into the wall, but I still won. But since he couldn't finish, I don't get to win like the actual win because he let him points. That's dumb. So this is when business kind of picks up. Uh, I think it's Shane McMahon comes out and says that this isn't how the, I guess we're in a new era again. It's a, a new, every six months we're in a new era nowadays. The Shane and the, like Stephanie and Shane rolled into one. The Shane and the. The Stepha Shane. Stepha Shane. Yes. I'm going with Stephanie Shane. The Stephanie Shane era. So he restarts the match. Reigns didn't put over AJ Styles. AJ Styles put over Reigns. Reigns can put on a match, but AJ Styles showed you why he is the man. Because how many times do we have to watch Reigns basically masturbate his forearm into a fist? Every time he's just sitting there just jerking off his fist. At the beginning of the match, we saw uh, Roman lay down this awesome powerbomb. Give him more of those moves. He needs powerbombs. He doesn't need a Samoa drop. That does nothing for him. Yeah, uh, the Usos ruined that forever. Yes, they did. So then there's this stupid part where I guess Roman accidentally, and this has never happened in any wrestling match I can remember recently, he accidentally taps AJ Styles on the nuts and he gets disqualified. Yeah. This just felt super played out. This, When you see moments like this, you're just like, this isn't right, and this doesn't make sense, and it takes away from the match to a point that you can't enjoy any, any more of it, because this was just dumb. Is this when Steph came out? Yep, Steph comes out and says there's no disqualification. Oh, no! <laughs> Look at my beautiful body! We are, Steph. And then the, after that, it was just... Blah, 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 blah. I, I was checking out Steph. I don't know. Did she change something? She did not. She's a face now. Maybe. Because she announced that it's a no disqualification match. She's got a beautiful face. She has a 
long face. Then the the Bullet Club comes out, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, and they just start beating down Roman Reigns. And I was getting pumped, man. I was like, oh, we could be getting what I predicted on the last show. He still kicks out of a pin after they do their signature team move. And then who come out? The boo. So they are the worst, dude. You only do kicks. You have you do kicks and slaps to the neck. That's all you do. They're they have no move list whatsoever. It sucks. Dean Ambrose uh, helped try to put Roman over and it didn't help. The Usos have tried to put uh, over Roman and it hasn't helped. Triple H has tried to put him over. The Rock has tried to put him over. Big Show, Kane, all these people have tried to put over Roman and it's not working. It's time to go heal. There's no way out of this Roman hole. And if you are trying to make this guy the next top guy for the next 10 years, it is going to be a long 10 years because the crowd is booing him. And you can have Waller say at the beginning of the show that fans think it's fun to boo Roman. That's not why they're booing him. They're booing him because it's not fun to see Roman. And this comes from a guy who is a huge Roman Reigns fan. But you're force-feeding us and now having AJ Styles have to put over Roman. Uh, I don't know, man. Having this finish with the spear just felt stupid. Like, AJ had thrown everything he could at Roman, and then Roman just to counter this all with a spear. There was a really cool part that I think they should have finished this with, where AJ Styles tries doing the phenomenal forearm, and Roman Reigns sneaks in the Superman punch. Yep. That's where it should have ended, but the spear was stupid. The spear apparently is put as the most powerful move in wrestling right now. It's a bullet. It's a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Shot right of a gun. Shot through the heart and Bon Jovi. <laughs> so like you, you do your special to Roman Reigns four times during a match and he still kicks out. You have basically built him more powerful than Cena. I think if you put Cena next to Roman Reigns, I think people would cheer Cena more than Roman Reigns right now. And that's what we're setting up for. I've seen reports that are saying that the big feud for SummerSlam is going to be Roman Reigns versus John Cena for the title. No, well, good. Then maybe this will turn Roman like completely heel because he needs to go heel. It's bad. So Roman wins, and then we don't even get to see much of a celebration. It immediately cuts to Vince watching it. Uh, thank God Vince actually stayed around for a pay-per-view. Lately, we've just been seeing him take off halfway through shows. They probably cut it quick because they know they're going to boo the hell out of that. Yeah. Usually they always sit there and go like, well, let's wait. Nothing. When that match got done, Vince is like, yeah, they're not going to like it. <laughs> so we cut to Vince. He's talking to Shane and Stephanie about if AJ should have a rematch. It hasn't even been three minutes, and we're already going to be like, all right, it's time for a rematch, and it's going to be an Extreme Rules. Uh, he congratulates both of them on their uh, one upper because they're both like, oh, it should be a match. Oh, it should be an Extreme Rules match. And then we cut back to, I think, the best moment of payback. We get to see Rose. Roman Reigns standing in the ring holding his title, and in the background, we see Michael Cole again reading from a script. Michael Cole just quit. No one would care. Or go on a vacation. There's no way you don't have enough money saved up that you can probably retire right now. Nobody cares about you anymore. 
You are useless to the product. And I've I've actually I've been very positive lately, haven't I, Brandon? I think the only thing we've really been really harsh on lately is just all three people on the commentating table. Thank you. And that's what's really hurting it. I will turn on SmackDown just to hear Marco talk. I know. The kickoff show is enjoyable. He's so good because he's not bored with it. But Michael Cole comes in there all like, I don't know why Kevin Owens hates me. Because Kevin Owens actually realizes what we all think, too. You are the worst. Go home to your wife before you have a heart attack. Your face is like a strawberry. He's a baseball announcer. He'd be really good at baseball. He would. What do you want to grade? Payback. B plus. B plus? Yep. Wow. I just gave it a B minus. I was going to go A. Why? It was really good. The matches were actually wrestling matches. Enzo getting hurt really killed the tag team match. The reason why I dropped it down to a B plus was because that whole Vince, Shane, and Stephanie thing was beyond terrible. 30 minutes, man. That was a whole episode of a television show. You know, the most disheartening thing is a lot of these matches we're going to see again in the next pay-per-view. A lot of these matches. So who is going to be your dud of the night? Oh, my God. My dud of the night has got to be Michael Cole. These clowns in the crowd. Oh, they were juggalos, though. They were actually clowns. But they were distracting. Like, every time I was watching it, I'm like, what is that? Oh, it's the clowns again. No more clowns. You notice the clowns? I know it's Brock Lesnar guy. And you know what, Brock Lesnar guy? I hate you. You suck. You don't deserve all these pay-per-views. I really just never want to see you on TV again. So what happened with Brock Lesnar guy? Okay, so Brock Lesnar guy is this douche. Yeah. Basically, what happened was is when Brock Lesnar first came back to face Cena, he was the one they put on the video of him, like, flexing. Yeah. So now he wears the same shirt, he gets the same seat at all the pay-per-views, and then the following Monday Night Raw's. I hate you. So what happened with him between him and Jericho? Oh, so Brock Lesnar guy tweets out that he thinks he's so cool. He's like, man, I can't believe I keep getting in these situations where I make TV. Jericho goes, no one cares, you fanboy idiot. (laughs) Good. You know what? I might even tag Brock Lesnar guy for this episode. You know why? Because he won't listen to it. He won't listen to it, but I want him to know how much I hate him. I don't even care. Wow. My Twitter handle shows my name. I flat out called him out, and I'm like, dude, just stop being the tool. You're the worst. <laughs> I, I, he was down at Monday Night Raw in Des Moines, and he was bragging that he was the Brock Lesnar guy. He was bragging. He's like, do you remember? I'm like, okay, then I should put up my picture when CM Punk was in Des Moines. Of me standing over the top rope in the far distance and just put a big circle around it and be like, there I am. I'm the CM Punk guy. See me? Way on the back. I'm standing on my buddy's shoulders. No big deal. But that's me. When I was 12 years old, I went to a drag racing race and I got filmed at the end of a show on ESPN. No big deal. I have the screenshot of when I was on Raw. You change it as your profile pic whenever you feel like no one's liking your stuff enough. I see you it. You know what? Screw you, Brandon. <laughs> Tag Team Tuesdays? <laughs> Shut up. Tag Team Tuesdays and Who Would Wednesdays are my greatest creations. <laughs> yeah, no one cares. No one does. No one does. No one ever votes for him. Uh, Stud of the night, Pete. Stud of the night? Oh, I have to go with AJ Styles, actually. I think Styles tore it up. Kevin Owens was who I'm going with. 
Why did we not get a League of Nations Fatal 4-Way match? Thank you. I would actually think that match would have been sick. That would have been awesome. It would have been a great match. Put any of four of them over, and you still are not going to hurt any of them. Have Wade Barrett be the guy who gets pinned because he's leaving in a month. Yep. Why are these four doing nothing right now but losing? Give them an awesome Fatal 4-Way match. So there's creative. Right there. Giving you a round of applause. Good job. Yeah, you're welcome. Some character repackaging here. Darren Young is getting a life coach. Did you see that? With Mr. Bob Backlund. You know, me and him graduated from the same college. No big deal. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Again, 12 years old, on the end of an ESPN show, Brandon Kirkpatrick. I actually think it might work. Let him hear what Bob Backlund's got to say. He might be able to do something good. They're going with this new phrase, make Darren great again. I have not seen it yet, but I'm excited. Uh, hopefully this is something good. I don't know what the big deal is with Darren Young and why they keep promoting him because I feel like they're better people, like better wrestlers. Like, I, I, I'm sure Darren Young does good things, but, like, overall, come on. Curtis Axel is bigger than Darren Young. Let's give him another chance because he's getting a new character, and maybe we could see something more out of him other than his lame singles attempts that he's had and the tag team, which he was kind of successful in. But they broke it up twice. They were like, well, Titus got suspended. Darren sucks. Like, that's basically what it was. Pretty recent here. China passed away. This sucks. This really sucks. This was definitely a surprise, man. Like... She was so successful in the business she was with wrestling, and I think wrestling gave up on her. And I think she could never really recover from that because I don't think she needed to. She had something perfect uh, in wrestling. WWE would never acknowledge this woman, and now they do because of her death. And that's just disheartening. And to see that the first person who posts on it is Stephanie McMahon, probably one of the, the people who made it so that way she would never get into the business again, it is just disheartening. God, I mean, all the jokes, everything. China was awesome. Mm -hmm. She reinvented herself to the point. She got in Playboy twice. She was popular. She basically gave women who are, like, yoked a chance to be WWE divas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. I feel like WWE turned her back on her because then she started dealing with a bunch of stuff. Xbox, that was a bad idea to go down that road anyways. But you know what, China? I know me and Brandon are usually the guys that find the Hollywood death. We always text each other dead. <laughs> yeah, we do that. We've we been do. doing that we for do. a good couple of years. Don't even try to say you. Like, I didn't. I did. But when you did, I went and looked, and I'm like, oh, my God. There's much respect for China and everything she pioneered for all the women. Think about, like, every woman who has wrestled after her. Beth Phoenix was yoked. You think she really would have given a chance? No. China did so much that WWE sort of like turned like they were like, you know what, whatever. And you, you don't see it because of the WWE, but she survived in the division where Lita and Tristratus were just running the women's division. She was still going in there and winning and, and being able to team up with them and then being able to do things like uh, my favorite moment, I think, with China was her and Eddie Guerrero. That whole tag team there was just amazing. Like they, you can never recreate that. When she passed away, like you could tell who the true fans were when they were like, Mama Cita's coming home. 
right. Like, that was a sweet storyline. By the way, she won the IC title. Only woman to do that. She did a hardcore match with Jeff Jarrett. Didn't she win the European title as well? She won the... Oh, yeah, she did. She was the first woman to be in the Royal Rumble. She eliminated Mark Henry? Yep. She did a lot. You know what? Like, I know we always joke about death. Because, I mean, they don't know us. We don't know them. And I know I'll tweet, like, hey, dead. But there is so much respect to China. Uh-huh. R.I.P. All right, man. So that is the Full Nelson Press podcast, episode 35, Payback 2016 edition. Uh, one quick note. Uh, someone posted, and, and somebody actually tweeted to me as well about us not having content out, that we're just going to be doing just events. There's other things we want to do that involves wrestling. So stay tuned. We will be having some more shows coming out. Uh, just, you know. Just give us some time. You give us the time, and we'll tell you what it is. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a surprise. Wait, that was wrong. Wait, I was. I thought we were telling them the time. We, do we have a time? It's 10.55. It, it is 10.55. <laughs> so I, we, we are going to take off. So uh, suck a butt. Yeah, bet. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like this video. Leave us a comment. We might even read it on our next show. And I'll try not to berate you, but no promises. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. You have no idea how much that helps. I guess Stitchers has a thumbs up button now, so that's a thing. You can find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino Tambler. Or just search for the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can also go to thefullnelsonpress.com for all of our past episodes and original WWE art created by yours truly. Go watch some wrestling.